You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Monday edition of Locked On Lions, everybody, in the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome in. Matt Derry with you on a Monday, November the 22nd, and a Tuesday, November the 23rd. Short work week for the Lions. Right back at it today. It's Thanksgiving Day coming up on Thursday. Lions at 1230 against the Bears. Chicago at 3-7. and seven. Reports coming out today that the Bears players have given up on Matt Nagy. Lions are a four-point underdog. Still looking for their first win, and we do have some good news on the quarterback front. We'll get into that coming up momentarily. As always, on the Monday after, the PFF winners and losers, top five and bottom five Lions performers from Pro Football Focus, and a guest today, Jeremy Reisman from PrideofDetroit.com, their managing editor, who does a great job for POD. I know many of you read their stuff and listen to this podcast as well. Jeremy, Eric Schlitt, that whole crew that covers Alliance for PrideofDetroit.com. Jeremy has an idea for Thursday to raise some money. And we'll get Jer on to talk about it. Follow me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Lockdown Lions on Twitter, and also on Facebook, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Many of you chiming in yesterday, many of you upset and angry after the lackluster 13-10 to loss to the Browns. I was talking to somebody in Cleveland today who said the under of 43 was the play yesterday. Uh, that is for sure. But thanks for listening and making us your first listen each and every day where you can find Locked On Lions on all platforms. All right, as I'm recording right now, Dan Campbell is speaking here in the 5 o'clock hour, and he says that Jared Goff did go through practice today. They had a, a walkthrough, but he was limited, but at least he, he, he threw the football. They had him on the run. They had him throwing deep balls. It's funny, they got Jared Goff throwing deep balls on a Monday, but he, he can't do it during the game. But there's a chance he will play Thursday and return from his oblique injury Uh, and face the Chicago Bears. Now, after what we saw yesterday from TB12, Tim Boyle, and for what we're not seeing from David Blau, which is they are not putting him in a game, uh, if if you're looking for the Lions to break this streak and finally get a win at 0-9-1, I mean, their best chance of winning is probably Jared Goff. I'm not saying Jared Goff's any good, but at least he was out there throwing the football and they'll have him test out his oblique and everything else. Coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday. Here, here's here's the bottom line on all this, too. And I was thinking about this today. And my crack research staff was on this again. Think about this. Over the last two weeks, the Lions have completed 29 passes in two weeks. The tie against Pittsburgh and the three-point loss to the uh, Baker Mayfield outfit yesterday. The total completed air yards, total yards of pass travels beyond the line of scrimmage before completion is 49 yards. (laughs) Average air yards per completion over the last two games is 1.7 air yards a completion. So basically they're throwing screen passes and laterals, and that's it. Goff was 14 completions for 30 air yards, or 2.1 air yards a completion at Pittsburgh. Tim Boyle was 15 completions for 19 air yards, or 1.3 air yards of completion yesterday. Essentially, Boyle averaged a completion for four feet down the field. (laughs) I mean, just pathetic. 
It's like the Lions are using the old Pete Carrill Princeton offense. Do you guys remember the Princeton offense in college basketball? Remember when Princeton beat Georgetown in the NCAA tournament a long time ago? Georgetown had like Alonzo Mourning and Dikembe Mutombo and all these big African-American dudes that were just athletic. That was what the Georgetown teams of John Thompson had. And Pete Carrill had these tiny all-white teams. And they would run that backdoor, you know, offense. They would stall. They would hold the ball for the entire shot clock, and then they would go into their set with like eight seconds left and run like the picket fence and the back door. Backdoor cuts. The Princeton offense. And the games would be 49-47, 42-37. Those would be the final scores. That's what the Lions are doing. Dan Campbell is basically going, let's run the ball, keep the clock moving, and hope and pray at the end that we're in this thing at the end. And they've been in this thing the last two weeks. The problem is it's boring, and they've lost. They, well, they tied and lost, but they should have won both those games. The Browns yesterday have a quarterback. He's all banged up. They're booing their own guy. Steelers showed very little two weeks ago, and the Lions had that game. And were a field goal away in the overtime of winning it. But they're 0-1-1 with this new Dan Campbell calling the plays Princeton-like offense. This week, hopefully, if Goff comes back, they can throw the ball a little bit down the field. Try it out. Try it. You have NFL receivers. Yeah, they're not good. It's the worst receiving core in the league, but they are pro players. So it's just brutal. Brutal. All right, PFF grades and then uh, Jeremy Reisman. Uh, Jordan Schultz reporting. This is a guy that uh, used to, I think he was at Bleacher Report. He's an NFL insider. Quote, an overwhelming number of Bears players want Matt Nagy gone, league sources say. Quote, he lost some of the locker room last season, but now it's gone, one source adds. One key holdup, no head coach in the 101-year franchise history of the Bears has ever been let go during the season. <laughs> the Bears. The Bears stink. The Lions could actually beat them. No, they stood toe-to-toe with the Ravens, but so did the Lions. But Allen Robinson's hurt. Khalil Mack's hurt. Eddie Jackson's hurt. Akeem Hicks is hurt. And Robinson and Justin Fields both didn't practice today. We could be seeing Andy Dalton on Thursday. This, If there was ever a chance, an opportunity for the Leos to get that first win. Uh, as Jim Caldwell once said, the time is now. All right, pro football focus, grades of the top five and bottom five Lions offensive players from yesterday's three-point loss uh, down there at uh, Jimmy Haslam Stadium. DeAndre Swift, highest performing Lion, graded out at an 83.1. He's been fantastic the last two weeks. I love watching DeAndre Swift run. He's awesome. Panay Sewell's been great, folks. He's not just been good the last two weeks. He's been great. Let's give him his due. The last 174 uh, pass-blocking snaps for Panay Sewell, he's not allowed a sack. That's impressive. 81.1, and no pressures yesterday going up against Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. Amon Ross St. Brown, number 375.3. Jason Cabinda, 73.3. And Brock Wright, the tight end, 71.3. Those are your top five Lions offensive performers. Bottom five. Tim Boyle, 44.6. Josh Reynolds, the wide receiver, 48.2. 
Jonah Jackson, he of the calling Jadavion Clowney's mother something and getting a penalty, 50.2. Uh, Khalif Raymond, 52.3. And Jamal Williams, just 13 snaps, 59.3. So those were your bottom five Lions performers um, on the offensive side, according to ProFootballFocus.com. On defense, top five performers, Jalen Reeves-Mabin, Lions linebacker, 68.6. Charles Harris, 67.1. Julian O'Quara continues to play pretty well, 66.9. Michael Brockers, 63.2. And Levi Onzerike, yes, he of the blocked extra point yesterday, 61.8. I need to see more from Levi and Ali McNeil. Let's be honest. Those are high draft picks. Need to see more. Bottom five Lions defenders. Robert Banker, fan, uh, uh, Alex Anzalone, fan club president, won't be happy with this, but Alex, 29.0. That's horrible. Derek Barnes, fellow linebacker, 29.7. Tracy Walker, who I thought played a decent game yesterday, but apparently not, according to the uh, PFF people, 38.0. Amanio Ruarie, 43.8. And Jerry Jacobs, 44.8. Those are your bottom five Lions performers. But again, we're talking about young players. Derek Barnes, let's continue to play this kid. Manuel Ruarie and Jerry Jacobs and, and, and A.J. Parker, those guys are trying. The defense isn't the problem right now. They're, they're not good, and they don't get any pressure on the quarterback, but last two weeks they've only given up 29 points. That's it. But the offense has scored 26 and Dan Campbell's calling the plays. It's pathetic. All right, coming up next, Jeremy Reisman, prideofdetroit.com. First, DirecTV. Love DirecTV stream. you got to try it out. All right, does this sound familiar? Familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. So confusing. I want to make it simple for you. You get all your TV together in one place. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And hey, if you haven't had a built bar yet, what is wrong with you? You hear this right here? Yeah, baby. That's my blueberry muffin built bar I had today. Only 140 calories and it tastes great. Built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a built bar by now, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. All right, they're amazing. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. Not built bars. Soft, covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. And in fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. So many different flavors. I have the blueberry muffin today. Cookies and cream is always good. Uh, mint brownie. Um, go to the website, built.com. Every three or four days, I got a new flavor up there for you. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. All right? Use promo code LOCKED15 
for 15% off with our friends at Built.com. I bet Isaiah Stewart likes Built Bars. Let's check in with PrideofDetroit.com's managing editor, Jeremy Reisman. Of course, covers the Lions. We talk about POD all of the time. And Jeremy, kind enough to join me today. He's also got a little bit of an idea for Thursday to give back, which I want to get to as well. What's up, Jer? Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. Good to hear your voice again. I know, buddy. How you been? Uh, how you surviving this whole thing? <laughs> I'm trying. You know, it's uh, there are fun story lines, lines along the way. But, yeah, it's been a bit of a rough season. Um, not necessarily anything we, we didn't see coming. But, uh, you know, I, I guess I guess I'm used to it by now at this point. You know, you've always been a Matthew Stafford supporter. Uh, some of the guys you work with, maybe not so much. Um, sure. So are you, are you like thumbing your nose? Are you like, are you doing the told you so routine? Cause that's not, I know that's not really who you are, but you gotta, gotta enjoy a little bit of that. Right. A little bit, but he's, he's kind of making it tough on me right now if, with the last couple of game performances. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more happy for him than, you know, kind of rubbing it in people's face. There, there is part of me that is frustrated with how some of the fans treated him while he was in Detroit, but I also get it. Like they're, they're, they have every right to be impatient as well, so um, I'm not not trying to thumb my nose at anybody, but uh, we certainly are seeing what the the grass on the other side is, and uh, not not necessarily green here in Detroit right now. No, and and you know I talked about it on my post game pod. You did as well, and you wrote about it today at prideofdetroit.com. The, the conservative nature of the play calling and everything else. Um, that, that you 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 were not happy with it. I don't think anybody was. But what what did you see that really ticked you off? Well, I mean, it's just a constant giving up on third downs, really. And, and I know the Lions necessarily wouldn't they see it that way. And I, I think maybe they think they have their best shot on a third and long running the ball. And they, they've had one or two plays where it has succeeded. I mean, DeAndre Swift's long run obviously came on a third and long as well. But to me, that is just such a low percentage play. And I know you don't have a good quarterback. I know it's raining. I know you got wide receivers that aren't so good. But, like, you, th- these guys are NFL talent players. Like, they're not they're – not, bums out there like Khalif Raymond had 100 yards for you in in LA and he's seen three catches since um we've seen you know Amon Ra make make a bunch of plays Josh Reynolds is not a bad NFL player there are weapons to be had here and I just don't like the idea that this team needs to play uber conservatively and, and protect their quarterback at all costs like you guys also have really good offensive tackles you should be able to hold up protection pretty well it did hold up pretty well against two really good pass rushers in Cleveland so I just think they're making excuses to not throw the ball downfield when this team absolutely needs to. They can't. You can't win a football game when third and eight is a give up down. You just can't. And running on third and eight is giving up essentially. They're oh nine and one. We knew they'd be bad. You know, Dan Campbell's not going anywhere unless there's some sort of disaster. They don't win a game, and there's some infighting, and who knows what what would happen. I mean, it's happened before with Steve Wilkes and and guys like that that have had one year and out, but. How, how do you how do you assess what Campbell's done throughout because it's been so up and down? Yeah, it's it's really kind of hard to assess because I do believe you know this is a bottom tier roster in the league. I do think they've very much earned their their o nine and one start, and um, you know he's had to deal with that. If, if you speak to the players though, and and really you know being a lot around the locker room for the past three or four years, like it does feel like people are still pretty happy around there, and even some fans that still remain happy i think this last game might be um you know a bit of a turn for for some of the fans but there is something to say about keeping the the culture afloat in in a time like this and i I think dan that that's by far dan campbell's biggest strength right now is is his ability to to lead as as an emotional leader the the question now becomes 
well, now you've taken over play calling duties for two week and two weeks and you've put up 16 points and 10 points and that's not cutting it. And they're the, the calls are getting louder about this conservative gameplay. Cause we saw it last week in Pittsburgh and, you know, that there are excuses there in place for him. They're, you know, dealt with an injured quarterback last week, dealt with a first time starter this week, um, and rain and, and whatever you want to throw out there. But I think you have to throw all those excuses out the window this week when you're at home, you're comfortable, you, you've got whether it's gonna be golf or boyle or, or I, I doubt it's gonna be blah, but it certainly could be, I suppose. Um you you have to let something loose at this point. You have to show that you're not rolling over and dying on offense because the, if if there's one thing you can complain about this team, I think it's the offensive trajectory because defensively they they are showing some improvements. They are doing what I think a lot of people wanted to do, which is see them get better from September to November to December. We're not seeing that on offense, and and now that Dan Campbell has involved himself more on offense, he deserves a bigger part of the blame. No, he does and has to. Jeremy Reisman with me, Pride of Detroit dot com. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, give me, if you had to guess a percentage chance that Anthony Lynn would be back as OC next year, what number would you give that? Zero? <laughs> Man, I wouldn't put it zero. I, it's hard to say because, you know, he's, he staved off basically taking a year off in the NFL because he was so bought in on Dan Campbell. And I do think there, there can be a harmonious relationship between the two, even if Dan Campbell takes over play calling duties. But at the same time, like, that's a big. Oh yeah. That's a big. That's a big leap. Like you, uh, you don't really see a lot of offensive coordinators recover from something like that. And and Dan Campbell can say it's not a big deal, and Anthony Lynn can say it's not not a demotion. But we all see it from the outside as it is, and and it is it is a demotion. It is, um, you know, taking a, a. I mean, that's that's the main responsibility for most offensive coordinators in this league. So I don't know if you really can put the toothpaste back in that tube there so i i would expect them to figure something else out next year but I'm, i guess i'm not going to put put it out of the realm of possibilities that maybe they are making this work but i you know i guess to answer your question i maybe 20 25 pff obviously really likes what panay sewell has done over the last couple of weeks he and decker did did their job against miles garrett and jadevian uh, Clowney yesterday on the other side uh Alex Anzalone continues to grade very low. At some point, this organization, Jeremy, is going to have to upgrade a linebacker, right? Because, I mean, we could all play the Micah Parsons game, but then you wouldn't have Sewell. But, man, that's a position of need for sure. Oh, no question. Um, and it, it really works for both sides. Like, I know um, I know, Jalen Reeves-Maven and, and Derek Barnes are, are doing okay on the other side, but um, they're splitting time, which goes to show you that I don't think either te- either guy uh, looks ready to, to this coaching staff. And, yeah, I think Alex Anzalone was always kind of a guy that was just um, going to be kind of, you know, a bridge linebacker, if you will, a guy who, who knows kind of the defensive schemes that Aaron Glenn likes. He He's a, a, an emotional leader in that locker room. And, you know, he, he, he's been making a few plays here and there. I know PFF doesn't seem to like him too much, but he made two pa- pass breakups last week, and, and one of them resulted in an interception for his team. So, um, But you're right, like in terms of long-term plan at linebacker it's Derek Barnes and that's the end of the list so uh, I fully expect them to at least add one probably two or three guys sometime this offseason whether it be in draft or free agency but you're right huge need for sure all right Jeremy's doing something cool for Thursday and I'm on board with it and uh, we want to put the word out for the game Thursday against the Bears we'll do that coming up next mention Thanksgiving Day we all know what that means football nothing goes better with football then turkey and betting. Bet online has you covered all holiday season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. 
BetOnline.ag remains your number one spot for all the sports uh, sports action this Thanksgiving. There's tons of football games, uh, college hoops, all of that over Thanksgiving. You can bet at BetOnline. Just head to the new updated desktop or mobile website, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON to receive that bonus. It's not just football. BetOnline's got pro and college basketball, like I talked about, NHL, everything else. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet. On all your favorite sports, Bet Online were stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. All right, back with Jeremy Reisman from prideofdetroit.com. We're on POD every day reading the Jeremy stuff, Eric Schlitt, and the whole crew over there. They do a, a fantastic job covering the team. All right, I saw your tweet yesterday, Jeremy, about, hey, let's do something for the community and, and for a charity that has to do with the Lions offense. Now, you're not going crazy here because they're not like the Chargers and scoring 41 a game, but uh, take me through your thought process and, and tell the listeners a little bit about what you want to do. Yeah, so for the entire month of no, um, November, we've been raising money for, for two different charities. The first half of the season, we or first half of the month, we raised over $7,000 for the Prostate Cancer Foundation. Um, the whole thing started because, as you remember, last year I grew out a mustache and people seemed to like it. So we're doing the same thing again this year, Movember, as people call it. Yep. Uh, but for the back half of this uh, month, we've been raising money for RAIN, which is uh, one of the biggest anti-sexual violence assault uh, you know, organizations in in. The, the country and they you know they have hotlines and, and preventative measures uh they basically just do everything they can to support sexual assault victims so um for the back half we're raising money for them and i thought a fun way to to get people involved maybe motivate them to to give money and and i'm gonna leave by example here um so on thanksgiving every single passing yard that the lions <laughs> gain uh, I will I, donate one dollar for it. I, I know, shouldn't. I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. I but. No, well, it, it's supposed to be fun, though. It's, it's yeah. supposed to be a fun way to make it happen. And you know, I'm also, you know, I'm adding the lines every time I I mention it because I want to promote them to throw the ball downfield sure. and actually get a passing game going. Because obviously, 77 passing yards last week, and I think it was just over 100 with golf the previous week. And so I know, yeah, maybe it's not a ton of money, but if a lot of people get involved in and pledge to do the same, then it can be a lot of money and. You know, I've already seen a lot of snarky tweets. Well, what if they have negative yardage? And I have that. I, I had already planned out that it, it, it hasn't happened since in like 20 years. But if the line somehow finished with negative passing yards, I'll donate $500. So um, we'll, we'll see how much of that actually do. Um, if you are interested in donating, make sure you go to prideofdetroit.com. There is an article that details where you can donate. Um, to, to add to our funds. Um, a lot of either gifts on the line too. every $20 you donate, you get a raffle ticket. We, we have signed football from Panay Sewell, um, TJ Hawkinson jersey, signed football from Jamal Williams, bunch of awesome little prizes that you can get as well. As well. So I ask anyone that, that's up for it and, and has the means to do so, uh, pledge to donate $1 terrain for every passing yard the Lions get on Thursday against the Bears. Well, we're in, too, as well, and uh, I think it's uh, an awesome cause and a, and, a, and, a, and a great group. That's Rain R-A-I-N-N, right? Isn't that yes, right? Yes, two N's, that's right. Yep. So uh, follow Jeremy. If you're on Twitter, go to at, at Detroit Online. That's Jeremy Reisman, R-E-I-S-M-A-N, and again, prideofdetroit.com. I think it's a great idea, and, and again, you're right. I mean, let's hope they have a big day. I mean, I'm, right. I know you're tired of talking about losses every Sunday, and this is a winnable game this weekend. I mean, the Bears don't have. I mean, you don't have to worry about Khalil Mack. Eddie, you know, Eddie, Eddie Jackson's probably not playing. Allen Robinson. So, why not light them up? Let, let in front of a national audience to get their first win. It, it's time, and this this could be the most winnable game 
probably going up against uh, until we get to the Atlanta game later in December. Absolutely, I'm right there with you. And, and, and let's have a little bit of fun, even if it doesn't, even if the wind doesn't happen, we'll, we'll have a little bit of fun just kind of counting up the, the passing yards. All right, Jeremy. Well, great stuff. Thanks for coming on as always, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be backing uh, this uh, this this cause with you as well. I appreciate that, Matt. Prideofdetroit.com's own Jeremy Reisman. Follow him on Twitter at Detroit on a Lion, and go to the website and uh, come with us. I mean, let's let's see if we can. You know, the Lions can hit 200 yards passing, and we'll we'll donate some money for a great cause and rain. All right, that'll do it for the Monday edition of Locked On Lions. Of course, the crossover this week will be on Wednesday as we get more on the Bears with Lauren Cox from Locked On Bears right here on the Locked On Podcast Network.